Welcome to Drinks at Work by Boothby with Sam Bygrave. That's me. If you're new to the podcast, Drinks at Work is where I speak to interesting and creative people building rewarding careers in and around the world of drinks. And today's guest is someone who's doing just that. Nick Miles is one of two brand ambassadors for Jamison Irish Whiskey. You may know him from his previous ambassador roles, whether during his two years as the ambassador for Australia Beer, or from his award-winning stint as the Australian Sailor Jerry Ambassador, for which he was named Brand Ambassador of the Year in 2018 at the Bartender Magazine Australian Bar Awards. He's a good friend, and here he talks about why the role is less glamorous than you may think, the unlikely story about how he came to be an ambassador in the first place, and why building a community and forging real relationships rather than just going in and trying to sell something, is at the heart of how he does his job. Nick also speaks eloquently and emotionally about how an accident in which he broke his back, one that nearly killed him, frankly, has shaped his outlook on life and inspires the way he does his job today. This is one of my favorite podcasts I've done. He's a guy who just gives so much to the people that he works with. He also flips the tables on me just as I'm wrapping up the podcast and asks me a question or two. I think you'll find it's a good laugh. So let's get into it. Here's my chat with Nick Miles. Nick Miles, thanks for joining me on the Drinks at Work podcast by Boothby. How are you doing today? Doing uh, wonderful. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, just currently sitting in Brooklyn Standard's office uh, whilst talking to you because I've got a big event tonight. So I'm just setting up, been here since about 10 a.m. setting up. So right. should be a doozy. And this is the life of the ambassador, right? Always on the road, always not in your own office. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, uh, sometimes. I mean, some, it, look, it, it is, but it's not like... I think that's where people always get confused that you're just always on the road, but also there's so much life admin and the corporate side of the admin that you have to do. Yeah. So yeah. So like man, majority of the time I'm spent in an office just working on projects right. or ordering or right. working out my you know journey plan for the next three months. The, un- so. the unsexy stuff. Uh, let's get, I like to set the table to sort of begin with, but you're, you're uh, one of two Jamison brand ambassadors working in Australia. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've been the, the National Sailor Jerry Ambassador in the past, for which you won a Brand Ambassador of the Year Award, and you've also been an ambassador for Estrella Beer. Uh, how did this Jamison gig come up, and why did you choose to go after it? Uh, look, to be honest, I never thought I'd work on another spirit brand um, ever again. Uh, just after leaving Sailor Jerry and doing so much for that brand, um, and then when Estrella asked me to come work, so I jumped on that opportunity. But Yes, I saw the job uh, available online, and um, so I reached out to a couple of old Jamison brand ambassadors that I've, I've known over the past of my travels, living and also living in Sydney and hanging out with them, and mm. sort of just reached out to them to find out more information about this job. So, yeah, uh, a lot of them was like, "Man, go for it. Uh, we'll we'll thinking about you." Um, and then I spoke to a few other people that also other brand ambassadors that work for Pernod Ricard just to get some more information about. The structure of the company and how the company runs and everything and mm. you know, if there's natural progression and everything so yeah they were like man we're literally about to send you a message so man, i applied and five interviews later uh here i am so yeah i was uh pretty blown away that there was five interviews for this yeah. and um but that was it, was it was awesome to meet meet so many different people for these interviews and sort of talk about my history and you know what I where I believe uh, or what I can do actually for the brand and you know where I can steer it in a new direction and fun in, fun fun area mm. to play with. You mentioned that um, after Sailor Joe, you didn't want to necessarily work for another spirit brand. What changed that for you? And why why was that in the first case? Because Sailor Jerry and you were pretty tied up together. As you know, you were well known for being that that ambassador. I I, I guess because I've I've seen over the past and you know still see today that. You know, you got one ambassador, you know, 
believing in one brand and then all of a sudden they jump ship and believe into another brand and it's just like it gets a bit too confusing. Right. And I'm not saying like not not pointing out anyone right now at all, trust me, but uh but I've seen that in the past where, you know, one person's like, you know, this whiskey's the best and then, you know, two years later they're like working for another brand and like, Oh my god, this whiskey's the best and I'm like yeah. I just didn't feel I feel like I needed I needed a break. And that's why Estrella worked so perfectly because it was working in a in the beer or beer world or the industry of beer and yeah. It was so fascinating because it's not something I've never worked on, and so that's why I was just like, "This it's good for a, it was good to have a break for sure." Um, and that's why you know that's why I went. I was with Australia for two and a half years, and you know that's when I thought I saw the Jamo job. And was just like, "This is you know absolutely perfect timing." Um, it's a good fit for you. you know, I've had right? that break. I've sort well, mate. Everyone that I keep seeing is just like, "Yeah, okay, Jamo's you." You know what I mean? Like you, you. This is this is a perfect. This is a perfect relationship, and I'm. I'm very humble where I'm just like, yeah, I, 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 I believe in the brand. I like the brand. I've always drunk the brand. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, wasn't one of those brand ambassadors. Or I haven't been one of those brand ambassadors just like has only just drunk their brand because, you know, oh, this is the best brand you have to drink. Well, no, it's not. Every, every drop of alcohol that's out there from gin, vodka, rum, whiskey, Irish whiskey, you know, Kanye, everything's delicious and you should just appreciate the spirits itself yeah. um, and just not be trying to, my brand's the best. It's, well, yeah, maybe it is, but let's drink everything and be happy. <laughs> it seems like words to live by, if you ask me. Drink everything and be happy. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, how did you become a- uh, That's my next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> how did you become a brand ambassador in the first place? You were a bartender before. What's the origin story for you? Yeah, so- this is this is probably one of the, the questions I get asked all the time from my trainings or events or anything. I hang out with bartenders, and you know, I was just down in Melbourne. I did this big training uh, with about twenty staff, and uh, questions at the end. Always, there's going to be one, and it's always quite funny for me because I'm such a yeah. You know, I'm just very humble. I'm just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, this is how I do it, you know. Yep. Uh, but I was actually probably one of the rarest ones that just was in the right place at the right time, and. I was backstage in a music festival um, and I met the original Sailor Jerry crew of uh, Jack and Hugh Peyton Smith. Mm. And uh, yeah, they were just chasing a Queensland brand ambassador. And I was just happy to be there. And my friend was like, yo, my friend Nick Miles, he loves Sailor Jerry. That's all he drinks. And I was just like, yeah, I drink anything. But yeah, Sailor Jerry is delicious. Yeah. Um, and they were like, cool, do you want to be the brand ambassador for Queensland? I'm like, you giving me a job at a music festival? Like, Oh, we'll give you a call. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And, uh, so they called me the next, next, next couple of days, and I was just woke up and I was like, man, I think I got a job working for Sailor. I can't remember. And uh, yeah, I'm, funny enough, uh, they gave me a call. I was like, hey, man, so great to see, you. so nice to meet you at um, yeah the music festival. You know, everyone speaks highly of you. Do you want to, do you want to have a job interview? And mate, that was that was it. And had the job interview and. Uh, I was working at a bar called the N Bar in West End, uh, being being one of their managers, and yeah, they came in after interviewing me two days, like not even, no, it, was in, it was like three hours later after interviewing a few other people, and were like, yo, like, here's a bottle of Sailor, here's a shirt, come work for us. I was like, done, wow. like I'm here, let's go. That's amazing. And like the thing is, like you know, it's it's I I I say that story to everyone. I was just like, man, I was one of the luckiest ones. I can't stress enough that like this this never happens. <laughs> And it was just, I was just there at the right time, right place. And yeah. sort of, you know, that was it. Well, I think that's the way a lot of um, a lot of these kind of roles or people who really enjoy their job, they just, often they will luck into it 
or they'll say that they were just right place, right time. But there must have been things about you that suited you to that role uh, that made you the right guy at the right time for them as well. What do you think those character characteristics about yourself, what were they? Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I, you know I hate talking about I know, this. and I'm going to make I you guess, do it. So you know I'm making you do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. Look, I don't know, man. You, I think what I do is, you know, that I'm just, I, I just, I'm friends with everyone. You know what I mean? And I go above and beyond for everyone. I, I put, you know, always put everyone else before myself and my, you know, mental health and everything. And I always just try to look after everyone I can. Mm. Um, and I, I guess that's probably one of my best assets about me is that I'm, I've, you know, not being vain or a dick right now, but I've, I've got a big heart, I think. Yeah. And I, I care about so many people and, you know, it's, I put, I put the friendship before, you know, whoever I work for. Mm. So, you know, I always go in not talking about the brand. Just how are you doing? Yeah. What are you okay? Like I always mark, I ask the, the main questions of, you know, to the right people, even to the people I don't know, just like, I always try to keep an eye out on people that are struggling. And I guess it's just, yeah, just talking to people, I, you know, you, Matt, you've said it before. Like I can walk into a room, become friends with everyone and you, hate that about me no you love that <laughs> I about love me that because about you you can't do I that i can't do it at all yeah. <laughs> I've, I've also literally seen you uh help a lady old lady across the road so uh what what does the day-to-day of a brand ambassador role look like i know it's different every day but you were mentioning up the top that there's maybe more office hours than people might expect yeah i mean because everyone just thinks you're this you know you're a brand ambassador so it's 24 7 on the pierce and it's that's that is not true at all. Um, I mean, you pick and choose your battles of when you want to go have fun. And then, man, like I said, like it's it's a very corporate job. Like you've got to go in there and do the do the nine to five. And sometimes it's nine to eight. I mean, yeah, man, I, I worked on Saturday and Sunday uh, this last week because uh, I'm setting up for a big event tonight. Mm. So I popped in on Brooklyn Standard and set up set up yesterday. And, uh, and then on Saturday night, I had a bunch of admin to do. I had my you know, credit card receipts to get in, my expenses to get in. And that's always fun. And then there was a bunch of customer complaints on our Instagram and Facebook that I was I was like, well, man, if I'm doing this, I may as well just attend to this. So I was jumping online, talking to those customers about the faulty products they were getting. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, getting their information and then reordering, you know, said product that was uh, faulty. So, um, you know, and then mate, there's, there's constant meetings with teams and agencies that we work with. So, you know, like I said, it's you, you, you're a brand ambassador, but you're also a part of the marketing team. Yeah. And that's where people are like, oh, you're a different breed. I'm like, no, no, we're, we're like, the, I always say like we're the Swiss army knife um, for the brand because you do marketing, you do sales, you do trainings, you do events, and, you know, you are the face of the brand. So therefore, you know, get out there and have fun. But it's just not you. It's your whole team as well yeah. that's around you that you've got to work closely with. Yeah, you're the tip of the um, spear. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. But I mean, like, it's not just us, you know what I mean? It's it's the whole team, you know. I've got three incredible uh, brand managers that I work closely with, with Jamison, and, you know, without their help and guidance, you know, some of the stuff that we have to get over the line just wouldn't happen. Mm. So without them, you know, it's one team, it's one dream, but it's it's one big happy family. Yeah. What does the role with Jamison involve for you? Uh, for me, yeah. personally. What's the job? Yeah. So the job is like literally just to get brand awareness, uh, liquid to lips, and you know to really bring the, the brand to new exciting levels and just do some cool things um, that you know not not other brands do it like other brands aren't doing, I guess. But I mean, 
all you know, all the brands that we say that we can you know that are like us they're doing fantastic work so it's not just us it's just you know you get out there you do trainings you talk to people you, you're in airports you're in hotels you're in the office like you're doing you're doing everything yeah working on a brand like Jamison, which is I mean, it's a pretty well-known brand, well-loved brand. Uh, it's a bar, it's a brand that you know bartenders are quite familiar with. What are the challenges for you as an ambassador, sort of trying to spread the word of Jamison when it's already so well-known already? Like, what what do you have to do that's different there? Because it's not like it's a new brand that you've got to introduce to people. Yeah, I, I guess it's just coming up with new, exciting ideas how to engage with bartenders. Right. Um, We've got a couple of good projects that we're, I'm working on with the other brand ambassadors from New Zealand and, uh, like I said, Abby uh, from New South Wales. So we're working on a couple of really, really exciting stuff that, you know, we've I've looked around and we've looked around and gone like, is this the right idea? And we've done our, you know, we've done our homework and we believe that, you know, these projects just not not any other brands have really thought or come up with. So yeah. it's kind of like you, you've got to come up. You can't be stale. You know what I mean? You can't just keep doing the same thing. Otherwise. People are going to be like, oh, you know, Jamison's everywhere. You've got to really make it exciting, really do stuff that, you know, if you're in your comfort zone with a brand and you've got to, you're just going to be there, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you need to step out of that comfort zone and really dip your toes in the water and see the new things you can come up with. So for me, like I said, you know, I'll tell you right now that probably the biggest thing that I'm working on right now is um, a mental health day for bartenders um, and it's called Jamo Cares. Mm. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's about literally no drinking, no booze on the day, uh, getting some incredible guest speakers to come in and really talk about mental health and how they deal with how they've dealt with it in the past. Mm. Um, so it's very exciting things that are coming out for this Jamo Cares Day. And, you know, like I said, like I looked over everything when I started, what, what all the, uh, what all the other old brand ambassadors for Jamo did and man, they did some awesome stuff. They did some great stuff, but I, yeah, I weirdly had this dream about this Jamo Cares Day mm. and then woke up and wrote it down on paper and was just like, shit, is this the idea? I think this is the idea. And I presented it to the team and, yeah, everyone was like, yo, this is, this is fucking killer. What, like, this is awesome. What's like, the reason behind that uh, event that you're going to put on? What's what's the motivating thing for you? The, the motivating thing is that I guess because like over, over about a year and a half ago, I broke my neck and, you know, I've never been, never been so uh, depressed in my life. Um, you know, we're, we are human. We get sads, we cry, we, but depression is probably one of the most horrific things that anyone can ever deal with. And, you know, me sitting on my back for five months and being such a outgoing kind of person and really getting to, you know, get in people's faces and have fun and talk yeah. and go out and travel. I, man, I, was, I was on my back for five months. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And, you know, d- depression kicked in and, you know, the, you know, every time I spoke to my specialist, during those five months, I still speak to my specialist. Mm. You know, she was just like, you know, you should be in a wheelchair or you should be dead. You know what I mean? The, the two options they gave me, mm. and you know, learning how to walk again and you know, moving my feet and getting all of my strength back has been such a journey for me. But and I guess this is where this whole idea came from was just dealing with my own mental health and depression yeah. uh, during that time and just sort of you know building myself back up to where I once was. You know what I mean? And again, picking and choosing those battles of, you know, let's go out and have a good night and have a few drinks and then, hey, let's have let's have a week of not going out and just, you know, chilling at home, working on your you know, working on your mental health, you know, swimming in the pool, going to the gym or something. Like every every week I have to go to rehab gym yeah. 
and it's probably the best best day of my life because it's it's where I get to vent all my pain and you know where all my pain is and it's just it's just you know like I said people people need to really voice when they're they've got these problems mm. otherwise it's just going to eat your life yeah because I mean it's something that doesn't get talked about so much in hospitality it's getting more talked about now these days but because the, the emphasis is always on hosting other people putting the party on for other people uh you'll find that bartenders just they tend to neglect their own mental health themselves right yeah definitely i mean i uh, i always say this to everyone uh every bartender i know that's struggling and yeah a lot of bartenders reach out to me not just in brisbane but from around australia as well when they're struggling um, and I always say to them, it's like, man, this, this is the best step you have to do is just reach out to someone that you are, that you feel comfortable talking to mm. and, you know, just, just acknowledge that there is something wrong, uh, and stop, you know, just don't reach for the bottle because being a bartender and working in the hospitality industry, like booze is surrounded by us 24 seven. Yep. Um, and you know, just stop reaching for a, for the bottle, reach out for help. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the main thing. Like my, my my house is a bottle shop. It literally is a bottle shop. Um, you know, my wine cellar is full. I've got a fridge just full of wines and yeah. cases of beer and you know, shitload of booze everywhere. Yeah. My biggest thing in my life is that I I work in the industry, so therefore I don't want to drink at home yeah. in the industry. So I I don't drink at home. That's the one thing I have done forever. Mm. Um, I might like to be honest. I might have a beer before I go out, but that's yeah. it. I don't, I don't, during the week, I just, I just don't like drinking at home because I work in the industry so much. Mm. I just, my, my house is my house and it's where my, where I want, you know, where I need to go home and relax and work myself mm. or just hang out with my dog or, you know, it's, I just, I, again, I just find that drinking is yeah. like, as much as it's so much fun, but there's, there's more to it than just trying to drink your sadness away. Yeah. And it's a job too, you know? So you don't, you don't want to always bring work home. <laughs> <laughs> if you can avoid yeah. it. <laughs> well, mate, exactly. But ser- mate, seriously, you walk in and there's this like, yeah, I've got like two shelves just full of whiskeys and then there's in my office, it's full of whiskey yeah. and rums and like, it's just everywhere. And, that, and that's for me, it's just like, I, I love that because it's like a little collection I have that yeah. I don't, this this is, this my home is my home and that's where I just want to chill out. Yeah. Um, you're based in Brisbane and uh, Brisbane's had a rough time of things. I think it's fair to say. Uh, you know, they've done gone through lockdowns like everybody else has, uh, but also the floods recently was just another sort of kick in the guts. But you were involved in this mud, sweat, and beers festival, well, not festival, but event that was put on to raise some money, and it was forty five bartenders donating their time behind the stick, a whole bunch of brands getting involved, donating stock to raise money, and it just amazes me. I think it's Brisbane in particular seems to have this ability to really rally and come together for a cause. Yeah, uh, look, you sort of get that in any state, though, yeah. really. Like, everyone's so connected so well. But I think because Brisbane's just a little bit smaller than the other big capital cities, that everyone just talks to everyone. Everyone's at you know, each other's bars. And they all, you know, when this idea came floating, like, you know, I, I reached out to uh, the organisers, like, yo, what do you need? You know, I've done, I've done this in the past. Mm. You know, let's let's get this done. So... You know, we all reached out to every brand. I always, I always say this to everyone that under, Brisbane's like the, it's the underdog, man. Like it's, it's a sleeping giant, and it really is. Uh, but man, every bartender just, they, they just all seem to get along. And just, you know, when this event came up with uh, Tim, Gibby, and Joe, 
Um, and then, you know, everyone reached out to other brands and they spoke to me because, you know, Lucky Duck did a fun, uh, fire fundraiser too as well. So they were like, how'd you do that? And so I talked them through it that, that, that way. But, mm. man, those guys just nailed it. And like I said, that it, just everyone gets along. So, like, everyone bands together and they just know it's for a good cause. So, um, you know, regardless if it's, it's for, for someone's flood or, like, a GoFundMe for someone, like, everyone is always involved mm. and just happy to help because everyone just loves each other in this industry in Brisbane. You know, there might be some sort of... Oh, there's definitely some beefs there. Come on. <laughs> there really, really yeah, there's always, always beefs. There's always beefs. You know what I mean? Like, you just... I don't like to say... I don't like the beefs. I always... I'm, I'm like I'm like Sweden, man. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, you know what? I'm not getting involved. Yeah. Uh, I love both you guys. You guys will figure it out. But if you guys need to talk, come talk to me. Yeah. We'll sit down, we'll have a coffee. I don't drink coffee. We might have a whiskey, but let's just have a chat. <laughs> You're the uniter, not a divider. Uh, but no, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. But honestly, man, that, and that's it. That's It's the beauty of just, you know, like I said, it's a small city, but a sleeping giant, and everyone just loves each other. Like, everyone just gets along. Everyone's in, you know, the bar just opens up. Everyone's there to support. That's a friend's bar. Or there's an event on. We're all going to the event, yeah. and because just we're all friends. Like you know, like I said, I've got the event tonight at Brooklyn Standard, and uh, I was like, "You got to RSVP," and then every all my friends were like, "Nick, I'm just going to rock up. I'm, I'm not going to RSVP." <laughs> I was like, "You, you lazy bastards!" But I love you. Yeah. I'll see you tonight. But, but I, look, I always say this to everyone: like Perth, Perth and Brisbane are so similar. Yeah. Like similar layout to the city and everything. But, you know, the hospitality you get in Perth and Brisbane is they're so similar that, you know, they put on an event, everyone's going to go to it and support each other because it's a small city and they all band together. Melbourne and Melbourne and Sydney, I mean, they're, man, they're giant cities, you know, it's the, the two biggest cities in uh, in Australia. But, man, the same thing, you put on an event at Rambling Rascal, all those bartenders are going to go there. Yeah. You put on an event on Baxter in a charity event, everyone's going to go there. Working as a brand ambassador, do you take a different approach with, like, the general public as opposed to trade? With Jamison in particular? Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I, I, I do because, again, I, it's me. So, like, I, I like, I like to meet the people before I start talking about the brand. I don't want to walk into a place like a, a, a venue or a, or, or a bottle shop. So I don't want to walk in there and be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Nick from Jamison. Like, yeah. let's talk about doing something cool. It's just like, hey. How was your weekend? Right. What's what's your whole name? What do you do? What did you do? Like I, I like I like to get to know the people before I even start talking about anything about the brand because you know you, these these bartenders and these bottle shop attendants and just, they just get overwhelmed when yeah you know people come in and say like you should just, you know stop my brand and here's the discounts and just let's just take it back and step back. What? And just yeah. just talk to people. Yeah, because there, I mean, there's quite a few ambassadors these days. There's, there's, there's always people coming in trying to sell stuff as well. They're inundated with requests to do activations and whatever. And look, I mean, and that's a part of their KPIs, and I, and I get that. But sometimes you just get a yeah. And this is where you know my sales team, like I, I go and trade like trade with them or spend a day with them, and their relationships that they have with their bottle shop and off, or their bottle shop and venues. It's just like it's it's incredible. I walk in and they start talking about. That. I'm like, this is this is how it is. This is how it should be. Right. We're here to do our job, but let's also let's just be a, a friendly community and actually ask each other how we're we doing. You know what I mean? Like, how are the kids? Great. You know, how's the dog? Shut on my bed. Awesome. Cool. You know, and stuff like that. <laughs> like, and that and that's like I think building a friendship and then talking about what you're trying to achieve with the brand. Or said brand is just like it's 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 the, I know for me that's how I've always done it like I mean back in my day of Sailor Jerry I think that's what I 
did was and I still do to this day is that I, I I'm known as the Jamison guy, Jamison brand ambassador, but I don't go into venues trying to make people drink my product. Mm. If they don't want to drink it, I, I'm not I'm not asking you to. If you don't like the brand, that's 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 cool. A lot of people have told me that they don't like Jamison. I'm like, I'm not going to convince you. Yeah. Like, that's cool. How are you doing? Yeah. Let's move on. Like, I just I look. I I, I like the brand, and if you don't like it, hey, that's cool. Whatever. Sure. But it's just, you, yeah. Look, I've seen so many brand ambassadors like come into venues and just, just get like, you know, this is why my such and such brand is the best. And you're just like, yeah, I would never do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's, and it's just, I guess it's that sort of upbringing. And I don't know. Maybe they're just a little excited about their job. I mean, I love my job, and I'm super excited. Yeah. But I just, that, that's just not me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's nice to connect with someone on a human level first before you're like the brand level, right? Like the. You might be a brand ambassador, but you are not defined by the brand that you're working for. You know, you're still you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, everyone should get along. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Take a moment to understand each other. Um, why do you do what you do? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning, gets you motivated, like, and off to work? I, I guess I don't, that's a good question. I, I mean, I don't know. I'll, okay, I will say this, and this is going back to my when I broke my neck. I guess, I guess when when that happened to me, and you know, the bad option of what they, the two options they gave me, like, if I would have been in a wheelchair, man, I would have I would have still been me. I would still would have done as much as I can. I still would have tried to work in this industry, being a brand ambassador, and I still would have yeah. tried my hardest. And you know, I'm very thankful that you know, that, that I'm here, still walking, and I'm I'm I, I just so grateful. Like I. You know, I guess I look back at that and just realize, like, holy shit, like, you know, life is so short. So get out there and enjoy your day every single day like it's your last because you just don't know what can happen. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I carried a bunch of beers down staircase and slipped and broke my neck. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, the doctor's are like, man, if you were pissed, this wouldn't have happened. I'm like, oh, sick. Awesome. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because like, cause you're so limber when you're drunk. Oh, right. So they would have like, you just would have rolled. But because you're sober and you braced yourself. Wow. Yeah. So I, like, like I said, what gets me out of bed is just like, just the motivation of just going like, here's a new day. Let's let's take it. Let's, let's go for a ride and see where it takes me and en- enjoy your surroundings. Appreciate the small things. Mm. You know what I mean? Like just be happy and if you're sad, you know, work on it. Let's get, let's get through this. And, um, you know, man, I, my body is like always in constant pain from my injury. And every day it's like, I get out of bed. I'm like, holy shit, man. Like I can't do today. Like I've, I've got to, I'll just lie in bed for the next couple of hours until I can start. No, nope. I was like, look at myself. I'm like, no, nah, let's get out of bed. Let's do this. Have a shower. Take Abby for a walk. Abby is my dog, by the way. Um, just let people know. Um, I think she, everyone knows that. But, um, but like, take Abby for a walk and get out there and join myself. Make some breakfast straight into emails, um, yeah. straight into phone calls. You know, and then just working on my journey, journey plan of what I have to achieve for the month. And then when I've done that, I move on to the next month. Yeah. And mate, like I said, just it's the small things in life that I appreciate ever since my injury. Yeah. And just you know, think. I'm not a religious person at all. I'm not sure if I should say this on the podcast, but if there was someone watching over me, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm loving life. You know, it's, mm. yeah, like I said, it's a new journey every day and live it like it's your last day because you don't know what yeah. can happen. 
Well, Nick Miles, I think the uh, Australian bar industry, as far as I know, will be looking out for you. If there's no guardian angel, they'll be doing it for you. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to leave it there, my friend. Thanks for talking to me on the Boothby Drinks at Work podcast. It's been nice to hear from you. That's okay. Can I ask yes. you a question? Queensland or New South Wales this year? Queensland. Of course, Queensland. Yeah, you, you hear that, Charlie? You hear that, Charlie? I know you're going to be listening to that, Charlie. Queensland, baby. I ain't paying myself blue, Charlie. Not doing it. This is re- goddamn lie. We lost last year. I still have to explain, do it. Can we explain this real quickly? There's a long standing bet between you and Charlie Lemon from Ramblin' Ra School about the state of origin every year. And what's the bet? Okay, so this all started when I when I moved down to Sydney, uh, working for William Grass and Sons. I moved down to Sydney and um, you know, went to the Ramblin' Ra School on a, on a meeting, um, struck up this great relationship with you know Cosmo Darton and Charlie. Charlie lived around the corner from my house, so we always used to catch up and talk shit. Um, and then when he found when State of Origin was on, we just I've got this passion for Queensland. I'm from Queensland. Clearly, he's from New South Wales, and we just we're just talking one day in the bar, and was just like, mate, let's do a bet. Um, Every year, uh, if Queensland wins, if one of us loses, me, for example, if I lose, I have to paint myself yeah. blue and work in your bar. Uh, if you lose, you have to paint yourself maroon and work in your bar. And we also bet like a really expensive bottle of whiskey. So uh, it's, the value is around $400. So uh, when, we, when we kept winning, it worked in yeah, my favour. Yeah, it was favor. good there for a while, wasn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, it was good there for a while. But, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's quite funny how many people know about this bet and so many like it's no offense to anyone out there but so many people were like can i be a part of this bet i'm like no like this is this between yeah. you know it's that old saying of state of origin it's mates between mates mates against state mates against state. states yeah. against states you know what i mean and this bet will go on until at least we're 70 oh, man can you imagine me and charlie in retirement village one of us being painted i'm sure blue. one of you will get arrested <laughs> for it beforehand uh, <laughs> well, look, I always thought, like, I was going to say this to Charlie the other day, how funny would it be if I, because I, I lost last year, but because of COVID, I couldn't come down to yep. travel. I'm working on going down there soon to do this, to, you know, paint myself blue. But it's like, how funny would it be if I painted myself blue and then tried to get on the plane? Oh, oh. And see what they would say. Well, I mean, you can't discriminate against, you know, sex or race or whether your skin's blue, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, there you go. You that's might have I'm to thinking. put more clothes on than so, you do when you work at Rascal. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. But can you imagine that? Just some guy rocking up going like, just going to check in my bag. Yeah. Are you okay, sir? You look a bit yeah. blue. Uh, yeah. No, I woke up like this. Thanks for asking. I'm feeling a bit blue. You do look like a really oversized. <laughs> people who will see a photo of you who don't know you with your long hair. And your beard. When you are blue, you do look like an oversized Smurf. Yeah, I really yeah. did. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Nick Miles. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you. Thanks again to Nick for joining me and to you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, if you've got any feedback, hit me up on sam at boothby.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please share it with a friend. I'd love it if you gave it a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify Podcasts, whichever podcast platform you use. Until next week, this has been Drinks at Work by Beauty.